Hello listeners and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, episode 67. Uh, today I am your solo show host as Dave has been out to Italy, taking a, a lovely trip around Venice, which I'm sure he, he enjoyed, considering he has the tunnel race coming up soon and trainings obviously getting into those last few few weeks before the race where uh, the body's really tired and stuff. So yeah, so hopefully Dave's had a nice relaxing time over in, in Venice and no doubt he has at least had one run. I'm pretty sure that he would have done that. So you've got me today on your own, so it's going to be a quick uh, and sharp and short uh, introduction. Uh, and I thought um, the first thing I wanted to kind of mention was uh, the winners of last weekend's duathlon in Portsmouth, because it's always uh, great to kind of hear how um, how everyone got on there. Uh, I was busy taking my run last Sunday um, with my friend Natasha and Kat, and we got completely caught up in the race. We were, in fact, we actually got photographed as well, which was quite hilarious. So we were kind of waving arms and stuff. So I'm pretty sure we're going to appear in some of the race photos. Uh, posing as um, as being in the, some, one of the lead packs, <laughs> which is quite hilarious. So yeah, so um, first of all, congratulations to everybody who took part. Uh, we, we saw quite a few people out we know, which was great. Everyone looked like they were all working hard, um, especially into that wind on the return leg of each of the runs and the cycle. But the winners, uh, congratulations to Katie Mardle, who came first in the female category. And to Gianni Ship, who came first, I believe, for the second time. So I think he's he's winning the series so far. Um, so well done, you two. Well done, Casey. Well done, Gianni. That was that was great going. Um, everyone looked like they were absolutely powering through that wind when when we saw everyone. So yeah, it was good. It was a good event. It's really it's really kind of great to uh, to be a part of when you're out on your weekend long run and you're kind of bumping into people and you you run past Rob, the organizer, and kind of say hellos and. Yeah, it's really good. It's kind of creates like a really nice atmosphere on the on the seafront. So so I enjoy that when that happens. But yeah, race three coming up soon. And yeah, I wish everybody uh, the luck, best of luck for that because I think it's in a, in a few weeks' time. So I think that that's really it for me. I mean, I, I didn't want to kind of take too much time uh, away from this exciting interview, uh, which the introductions were done by Craig from Runner. Uh, Craig had, had obviously put me in touch with Luke Newton, who's who's the guest on the show today, and he's going to tell us all about uh, this race up the Spinnaker Tower, which I think for for runners in the area is a pretty exciting uh, and unique kind of thing because you know we see the Spinnaker Tower on, when we're on our runs on the seafront all the time, and I know that it's going to have gone through a lot of people's heads. Like you know, when you see it, you just think, "Wow, wouldn't it be good to run up the stairs in that tower?" And I've had that conversation with people before, um, and in fact, I've even contacted the Spinnaker Tower before to to try and use uh, the staircase for for training for some of the hillier kind of mountain races that I've that I've done in the past. But I've never actually taken the chance or had the chance or opportunity to run the Spinnaker Tower steps. So I think that's um, as as a run, it's a kind of u- really unique thing. I think it's fantastic. It's happening here in Portsmouth. Um, and uh, as you'll hear from uh, from Luke Newton, our guest, uh, who is also co-founder and owner of Sweat Fitness in Portsmouth. So uh, most of you will recognize uh, that brand name from organizing the fitness festival, which used to, st- used to happen on Castlefield, now happens in Gunwharf Keys once a year. So Luke's going to tell us all about that. Um, all about the details on how to enter and Luke has been kind enough as well to set up a discount code for Portsmouth runners who want to take part in in the race and those are going to be included that code's going to be included in the show notes so if you don't want to listen to the episode which is always cool um, but we hope you do um, you can go over to the show notes and get the discount code from there and I think that gives you a 20% uh, discount off the £30 price for, for the race but yeah I hope you enjoy the interview Luke was an, an absolute wonderful guest to have on the show we had we had such a good time chatting um and again he'll tell us all about sweat fitness he'll tell us about the the fitness festival in portsmouth and then obviously the the power up the tower race which is happening next month so so do check it out do listen to the show hope you enjoy it i hope your all your running's going well i hope everyone's enjoying the wind or not enjoying the wind as much as i am because it's absolutely awful at the moment uh, i've already been out today and yeah i feel very windswept uh, but yeah, hope you're all well. Uh, do get in touch if there's anything you want to you want to chat to us about. If you have any ideas on future guests, we can get onto the show. Um, we have about four really exciting episodes lined up for the coming couple of months. So I'm hoping to uh, release um, quite a few quick quick succession 
episodes because we've had a, a few weeks uh, break while I've had some some busy time and things going on at, at you know for work and home. But yeah, we'll um, speak to you guys soon, and obviously Dave will be back for the next episode. I um, hope you're all well, and here we go into the interview with Luke Newton. Joining us on this episode is our special guest, Luke Newton. Luke, welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Super excited, man. Super excited. I mean, Luke, you're obviously from a Sweat Fitness, a local uh, kind of fitness, uh, and I guess, well, well, how would you describe yourself? Oh, goodness. So we started out, <laughs> I don't know, we started out in 2015 as um, a PT studio, effectively. I'd retrained as a personal trainer back in 2014. Got it. Um, and we opened up a studio in deepest, darkest South Sea. And we were, yeah, we became known for PT and small group classes, effectively. Okay, so, um, it's P- so, yeah. so, so overall, it's, it's, it's personal training uh, done in person in South Sea. Yes, it's cool. kind of evolved from there, but effectively that that was how we started. Yeah, there we go. And obviously, like I think for listeners of the show, like who were who were all kind of local runners, most most of them local runners, um, I think a super exciting episode because you're going to tell us all about the Spinnaker Tower race, which honestly I I am really stoked to hear more about because I didn't know it had happened before. Um, I didn't know it was happening again until obviously qu- quite recently through friends. And I think word is spreading fast that this event is coming coming to Portsmouth next month. And I think it, it's going to be an exciting one. And I really, really hope that, that runners are kind of curious about it, keen to to find out more. And, and you, you're getting all excited for it because it's it's next month. Yeah, I'm absolutely hyped for it. And and yeah, you mentioned word being curious. And I feel like that's the thing. Like what is tower running? Um, we need to get that message out there more. So I'm really grateful to be here today um, to kind of explain a bit more about it. But yeah, I'm so excited about the Tower Run. And, and we've been involved in it before at the Spinnaker Tower, but this time it's ours. And so, yeah, we really want to kind of push the boundaries of what's possible with this event and hopefully maybe even take it on the road as well. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I mean, it's, it sounds awesome. My, my quads actually hurts just talking about it. Does it. Have you ever done one yourself? Um, so I've done it twice. I did it twice but i've done it on the same day so i did it in a weighted vest which i thought would oh. be um a fun challenge actually you don't need a weighted vest to make it a challenge <sighs> and then the second the second time i did it i did it with one of our gym clients who um found it tough going i mean he's not a runner he was he was by his own admittance quite overweight at the time and it took like maybe eight to nine minutes to do it but that really does illustrate that anybody can do it tower runners it will take them like two two and a half minutes um general population anywhere from three to nine ten minutes okay three to nine oh gosh so i guess three <laughs> three minutes is that rapid that's that's going to be non-stop straight up if you're a quick park runner and you feel like you can keep up with uh tower runners that are traveling across europe and further afield then yeah it's an amazing challenge to see how quick you could be um wow. but yeah i would say like three minutes would be kind of like a nice um time to target and aim for if you were a confident and, and keen runner wow wow i tell you what you're my legs yeah. my legs are burning just thinking about it it's, it's, it's hilarious <laughs> it's it's actually funny because i i did go along once i think in back in 2019 i I approached, I was running around uh, like the normal, my normal South Sea route one day and I was running around the Spinnaker Tower and I thought, do you know what, I've got this race coming up, um, one of the UTMB races, and I was like, I'm going to go and ask them if I can use their staircase to train. I thought, <laughs> I thought, what a great idea. So I went in and like spoke to the people in the office and they said, well, yeah, like technically you could, like maybe you can call back on Monday, but we will need to get, we need, we'll need to put like a security guard and a health and safety person in there with you. So there might be some cost or something. I, I, I don't know what it was, but in the end, I just thought, ah, you know what? I, I, in the end, I found the backside of Butzer Hill, which was, which was just as good. Um, so I used that. <laughs> so, so this that, is like my chance to go back and use it. There is a seasoned tower runner in the UK. I think he's in Liverpool and he sneaks in, into a building in his lunch break and uses the internal stairwell to train oh really wow yeah, oh, yeah. i mean you could try it i'm not i'm not i'm not saying you should try it but you could 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep that as non-official uh, advice. <laughs> Luke says. <laughs> okay, for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. But listen, um, I, I know listeners are keen to to kind of find out um all about that, and we will be talking about the tower uh, tower race in more detail uh, in a few minutes. But before that, uh, one thing I do with all my guests is is get uh give them a chance, a couple of minutes, just to tell us kind of who they are, where they're from, a little bit about about themselves and stuff. So, so Luke, I'm going to hand over to you. You can tell us, uh, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, the elevator pitch, right? So oh, yeah. in 2015, I came back to the South Coast. Um, I was Portsmouth born and bred, and I retrained as a personal trainer. And for the first year of that, I was outside of my castle field, which most of your listeners will know well, with the castle field, infamous steps, kettlebell and TRX, basically training clients outdoors come win rain or shine mm-hmm. um and we were basically looking for a small unit to to deliver personal training from I, I just didn't want to go into a commercial gym environment at that time okay. so um eventually we found not quite a small unit but a 3,000 square foot warehouse and uh, we built a team initially freelance and then we started employing a team um to deliver PT and small group classes in South Sea um and we did that between 2015 and 20. 20 um and it it wasn't a covid related kind of incident but basically we we then activated a break clause to relocate relocation didn't go to plan um and then we ended up um effectively homeless temporarily and then last year literally 12 months ago we opened a new studio up on middle street and then fast forward 12 months and we're about to open a second studio which will be primarily um, yoga uh, on the waterfront um, and it's kind of like a sister studio so our members will be able to use um, both sites um, two full class schedules gym pt etc etc so yeah it's an exciting time actually amazing amazing i think i read somewhere that you're yeah you were having like this yoga studio kind of being set up next month so i was going to ask you about that so that's that's great to hear exciting times um are, are you a keen runner yourself do you do you do a lot of running so I'm a trail runner, um, but I would say I'm keen and average. Um, I have, I've done a few events. I've travelled for some events, um, but I, I don't get out as as much as I'd like to um, with a one year old and a five year old, um, the businesses and um, et cetera, et cetera. Not to make excuses, of course, but um, yeah, I, I I struggle actually with road running. I always have. Okay. But I love trail running. Like I'm obsessed with trail running. Um, so yeah, I've traveled to Faroe Islands to compete. Um, and yeah, I'm planning on kind of taking that a little bit further in the next couple of years. Okay, nice, nice. What other events have you done? Have you done any like what kind of distances do you do on the trails? So I did a half marathon in the Faroe Islands as part of a running festival called Atyan, which um I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's an incredible event. Um, if you like beer, if you like meeting people, I, I think like half of the people taking part were lone travellers. So wow. um, it was really cool, actually. And it was just like one of those things. You just rock up. Everyone's friendly. You run. There was like other events, kayaking, cliff jumping, whatever it was. Um, I met like a Swedish guy and we'll go out for dinner together and partying together and stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so that was my actually first official half marathon um, okay. with obviously quite at altitude, maybe not quite altitude, um, okay. but yeah, it was, it was, it's, if you can, if you can run a half in two, it's going to take you four basically. So it was an experience. Okay. Um, a little lots bit, of hills. A little bit of rid- yeah, lots of hills, ridges, sheep, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was fun. And um, yeah, I'm desperate to get back. Nothing nothing that can bite you, sting you or, or kill you at the same time. No, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not like running in the States where you can get chased by a bear and eaten. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. Stick to stick to the outer Arctic, baby. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So so, so listen, you, you sound like an absolutely busy guy, busy family life, busy business life, busy, busy personal life. Do you do you have time for kind of any other hobbies? Any do you play music? You got any any other any other interesting talents? I not sure I've got any interesting talents. I used to be a um, wannabe rapper, but I'm not going to demonstrate that right now. Oh, um, oh, if, you, you know, if I found that out beforehand, <laughs> you would have been demoing that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably somewhere on like MySpace if you can still get access. Um, so you, you're going to get no. this Googling this now. 
<laughs> I love that. No, do, do you know what? I don't really. I'm quite boring. I, I'm into F1. Um, I, I get out on trails when I can. I train when I can. Um, I've actually taken up yoga in the last six to nine months myself. So I try to practice twice a week. Um, okay. And that's not a shameless plug. I actually, I found it actually really beneficial for my lifting and for my running. Um, because, you know, I feel like when we try to get fitter and stronger and faster and all the rest of it, we just start with the weights or we just start by hitting the pavements more. And actually we maybe should start with flexibility, mobility, then stability, then strength. So doing it that way around the last six months has really, really helped me personally and mentally as well. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Do you know what, like, I, I love that you just said that because I've, I've been over this this topic many times with Dave, my co-host and other guests on the show. Isn't it incredible? Like, I, when I hear that, and as a, as a keen runner myself, I, I know that, you know, I've got issues in my body going on. I know that I should be doing that stuff. I should be focusing more on balancing my body, getting, getting some core strength, you know, maybe practicing a bit of yoga and Pilates, but I never do it. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, as, as a runner, I think we're just, I think honestly, I feel like I've got the stupid gene in me that just you know, I just want to run, and I just no, you, you do. Just wear you do. yourself Daniel, down more and more. Daniel, I know we just met, but I'm telling you, you do. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, runners just run. Run. Runners just run. I, I've said this for years, and and so I. I, I actually train runners in a probably a fairly unorthodox way. I'm not trying to do that. I've just been told that it's it's fairly unorthodox in that we actually will probably run less. And the record has uh, genuinely spoke for itself. So I've trained people who've never run before, people that are doing couch to 5K, and I've trained ultra runners as well. Um, I'll tell a quick story if I can. Mm-hmm. I had a really keen ultra runner, um, really nice guy, really liked this guy. He um, said to me, he was introduced to me actually by a mutual friend and he said i is it lakeland 100 yeah, yeah. lake district yeah. yeah so he said to me luke i did lakeland 100 last year um like 60 percent of people fail and i failed and i can't put myself through it again if i do this i have to complete it and the first thing i said to him was like wow how many people are starting that race thinking they're going to fail Mm. right so mo- most people on that start line think that they're prepared otherwise they're not starting yeah right and so I said what what did you do and he basically had you know put a lot of distance for his legs and he was out doing long distances three four times a week thinking that was a way to prepare for the ultra and I said I don't think that's the way I want to reduce it and so basically we stripped it right back he was doing one weekly long run yeah and so the way I um, kind of define a long run is relevant to what your long run is going to be. So if you're an ultra runner, your long run is going to be longer than someone that's doing a 5K, but the 5K might still be a long run for somebody. Yeah. It's all, it's all kind of relevant, right? So yeah. the long run is the one that you really got to focus on, make sure you're prepared for. The rest of the time, your strength training, mm-hmm. core training, um injury prevention or you might be working in fitness and basically my kind of philosophy on it is that running is 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 made up of elements of strength training leg basically making sure your legs are strong single leg strength is really important and then it's your lungs cv fitness um and then it's and then it's your mindset it's your head so legs lungs mind um strength cardiovascular and and, and mindset and approach and Every, each each of those required different methodologies and yeah. with it within each of those there's so many different considerations depending on your um, injury history your ability your experience the race that you're taking on all the rest of it but actually the approach is always going to be quite similar we're going to look to improve your single leg strength um i always like get and basically if you can't you like you might be a really 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 experienced and 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 talented runner if you can't stand on your leg on a bosu ball and not wobble then when you're running you're wasting a lot of energy okay right and that energy that energy needs to be going forward not laterally Mm. so work on your stability and work on your single leg strength then then we look at core strength glute strength all that kind of injury prevention piece then we look to get you fitter so a lot of hit training and you can do that running or you might do it at the gym 
is yeah. completely up to you. Depends on the impact on, on your joints as well. And then it's the mindset. And, and what I kind of mean by that is getting used to the mileage, getting used to your pace, getting used to um, hitting that wall, the kind of like negative thoughts that might come in at that point, just kind of like being able to deal with all that aspect. And if you haven't dealt with those three things, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, yeah, true. No, there's a there's a lot of really good, really good wisdom in that, hundred percent. And and a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, even as an experienced runner myself, like I I that I know to be true and I know that I need to do um but but I've been terrible at doing it. And I'm getting better because I actually funny enough joined a gym very recently. So I've joined joined the pyramids gym. I'm doing uh, I'm doing body pump classes. I'm doing a little bit of strength training, a little bit of physio from from a physio I've, I've seen recently. So, and uh, yeah, this is all in hope for me hitting a target race in uh, at the end of September this year. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, all all that good stuff comes into play. But yeah, gold dust that. Nice. And, and I know that listeners listening to you there would would be would be thinking exactly the same thing. Like, yep, this is good. And hopefully, hopefully that can that can spur some thoughts and some actions in in some people that they that they may need to take. Awesome. Um, Daniel, what's your target race? Just, just of interest. Ah, uh, so <laughs> I haven't actually announced <laughs> it here. Yet. I haven't announced it here yet. Oh, okay. Think, no, no, no. I think a few people have seen because I posted a few uh, Instagram posts about it. But I, I basically got a place at um, this year's Spartathlon in Greece. Nice. Okay. Cool. Do, do you know the race? I don't. What's the distance? So it's it's 153 miles in total, and it starts in Athens and finishes in Sparta. Oh so my you, goodness! That's yeah. It's okay epic. cool it's, yeah it's yeah, epic yeah, it's, it's epic it's epic there's, yeah. i mean a lot of the stuff you were talking about is going to come into play you know there's there's it, what makes that race a little bit different to a lot of the other ultras i've done is the cutoffs the, the sparta cuts mm-hmm. cutoffs are really tight so i'm going in there with a little bit of worry you know you, i think you've got to do the first marathon in i think no 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 longer than 430 or 430 445 and it's like that all the way through so um yeah so it's going to be interesting but anyway it's uh it's going to be good and hopefully the, the stuff the work i'm putting into now will, will kind of help towards that but thank you i've taken i've taken no, on no. board a lot of mental notes Luke. <laughs> no, cool. and, and honestly it just boils down to those three things honestly so if if you said to you, are your legs strong enough the answer is probably yes are you fit enough the answer is probably yes and is your mindset strong enough the answer is probably yes you need to make sure you've got the mileage in there as well then you can go into the race confident but you need to make sure you've got those elements in place um yeah. for the for the target basically yeah yeah got to get myself you've got to go into that race in in good condition you got everything's got to go right on the day otherwise it's uh it's going to be a it's going to be a coming home with my tail between <laughs> my legs <laughs> but anyway listen luke i'm keen to find out more about about, about sweat fitness and um i know you said you, you kind of you mentioned earlier you started back in 2015 um can you tell us a little bit about the story behind kind of like how it all started and and how the business kind of got off uh got off to starting and and, and who you did it with etc yeah of course so um so yeah i was in london in, in the met police for nine and a half years um and um yeah an interesting time lots of experiences bad and good obviously um and i i need to get out and i wanted to get out and i wanted to come home so um i remember sitting in my best friend's um front room and just saying like oh what should i do with my life um and he was like oh you should be a pt and i was like oh i don't know about that um and he was like well you like people and you know you like fitness so yeah just give it a go so did that and um never re- never really looked back we um we <laughs> We, me and my wife had both had um, experiences where we kind of like felt um, we needed to do things differently if we we're ever going to create something and ever going to be employers ourselves. So putting people at the front of our business and putting them first was really important to us. And and, and so basically that's what we set out to achieve. And I think we've done. Um, and so Sweat was born, um, proud, independent, self-born business. And yeah, like I say, at Hazemer Road, we had a good five and a half year run. But I think to match our ambition, we needed to move. And so uh, and so we activated a break clause and we were we were out there to relocate in 2021. Obviously, that didn't quite go to plan. I think enough has been said about it um in the past. Um, but yeah, here we are in 2023 and um looking forward to a bright, a bright future for sure. 
Awesome, awesome. And and you know, I've got I've got these really good memories of when my kids were a little bit younger. They were on these. They went to this festival, this fitness festival on on Castlefield that you mentioned earlier, um, and they were on bikes, pedaling, making smoothies. Was that amazing? Yeah. Do, do you remember okay, that? Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. sounds And, like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they did they did like a little rowing competition that they had there with some with some rowing machines that a couple of people had had out and stuff. But yeah, that that was kind of like a one of the original forms of the 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 fitness festival in South Sea. But were you guys behind that? Yeah, so in 2015, when we launched Sweat, um, we had returned home and my wife, Tina, said to me, like, um, she, she just made a passing comment about we're going into, like, boutique fitness, which was actually quite new and definitely something that, like, our region hadn't seen too much of. Mm -hmm. And we were higher price point when joining in gym. Personal training is very much, like, okay, it's going to be out of reach for a lot of people, but we wanted it to make a positive impact within our city. And I'd been to, like, fitness events where people just all walking around like topless with their six packs and it just didn't represent like most people okay so we wanted to inspire people to live more active lives but we knew that we couldn't serve all of our community with what we were doing at sweat with personal training and pay-as-you-go classes right so we were like let's hire castlefield and let's just like signpost basically so we invited basically every fitness provider in the city to come and join us and we were like right guys come and promote your business it'll be like 200 pounds um and but we'll we'll hire the field and we'll put this fit event on and we'll be joined by loads of people honestly in year one we were like three months old in business i think we had like 400 people come to castle field on that day okay but year on year year on year it pretty much doubled so the next year it was like 800 next year it was like nearly 2000 then it was nearly 4000 wow and we were wow. like Wow, 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 wow. And every single year we we got lucky with the weather and we were super, super lucky to have Lauren Stedman, um, para triathlete um, and now Brilliant. TV kind of personality with us um, for two two years at Castlefield as our ambassador. Okay. And we were just like, do you know what? We can't keep, even though people were like coming up and saying, that's amazing. Thank you so much. What a great day. Um, they, they were kind of finding things they never would have otherwise um And just yeah, having a celebration of active like, of fitness, basically, we were like, we just can't keep repeating this. So we were looking to move it, and then basically the opportunity came to relocate to Gunworth Keys, um, and then COVID happened. Um, so we did a pilot event in 2021 with just a few weeks' notice, um, wow. which was really really successful. Um, in terms of like, okay, how does this work operationally, logistically? How do we do this and not annoy people? Mm. Um, you know, all the rest of it. How do we make sure that our collaborators benefit from this? And it was it was successful. So um, we took a break in 2022, um, but it's kind of coming back in just a few weeks' time, all guns blazing. Um, the most diverse lineup we've ever had. Like, I'm just like, I'm excited. Amazing. But at the same time, at the same time, I don't quite believe it's happening. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I, th I think these things you just, there must be scary i mean I've, i've never organized anything like that but it must be quite frightening going into it but then kind of realizing as the pieces as the hard work you put into it comes out and this this event comes comes to fruition like on the day people are going to come and they're going to enjoy it and they're going to enjoy the content and the guests you have and the activities you've got on so it's, it's all it's, i'm sure it's all going to piece together and i'm definitely definitely going to make an effort to come and be there so awesome. be nice to, Appreciate uh, that. nice to be there in person <laughs> awesome. yeah i mean there's a lot going on so yeah like Try, try to we'll be releasing the schedule and the, and the list of activities in the, in the coming weeks so yeah please do come along and plan your day we want it to be like a festival event where people actually like go oh i need to go to that i need to go to that i need to go to that must not miss this so nice. yeah <laughs> nice one nice one have you ever been to any of the national running shows um i have not actually i've got lots of friends and connections that have but okay. um yeah I've been, i've been up to like these expos and stuff before and it's just They're um they're just different, aren't they? I think um they're just different. We kind of want to be a little bit more laid back and a bit so it's free to attend, which is totally unique in the whole of the UK. Yeah. Um yeah. and uh, and basically we want to take down that barrier to participation. So you know, sweat, we don't do Zumba, we don't do fit bounce. Um, but they're the first people up on our stage, right? So it's like giving local instructors a platform um to show what they do nice and to get people active 
Then we've got like um, aerial dance. We've got cold water immersion. We've got paddleboard mindfulness. We've got yoga, Tai Chi, whatever you can think of, we're trying to do. Um, and yeah, that, that's the point. Like there is an activity for everybody. Sweat's not going to do everything. That's not who we are. But through the fitness festival, we we, we can definitely celebrate that. Brilliant! Amazing! Amazing! I'm just I'm just wondering if there would if there would potentially be a spot for 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 a festival like that to talk to um get, get a chance on stage at some point to spend ten minutes fifteen minutes interviewing some of the runners in the area because the you know the 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 Portsmouth running community has got some like some some really talented guys I know you know a few of them I know you know um Ross pretty well Ross Partridge yeah. um there are guys in, there, I mean there's loads of people in Portsmouth doing doing some incredible ultra runs like like really long distances. I know Dave, my co-host, is just about to go into the uh, the tunnel to do the 200-mile tunnel race in the dark tunnel. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so well, I mean, yeah, we're, like, honestly, if people if people ask me, I'm, like, looking for a reason to say no. No. Okay. What's the what's saying? What's <laughs> <a> saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, basically, I want to say yes, but I'll look for the reasons to say no. But, yeah, I, I like, 100% would love to do that. And actually, like, long term, we want to incorporate a race event into it. It's just that, like, it can't be a one-man band, be organising it when we start to do that. It's going to, like, take on... I mean, this year we've got all the local instructors, some of whom I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Wagamama joining us. We've got the Alchemist with a cocktail bar, doing non-alcoholic and co cocktails, alcoholic nice. cocktails as well. We've got... Um, yeah, so we've got kind of, like, big brands, TRX, Hyper Ice joining us um it's an animal this year it's going to be epic um wow. but yeah 100 percent, definitely definitely want to incorporate um running and i feel like this year we should definitely get you guys on stage why why don't we even like look to do a live podcast that would be amazing we, we, we need no. to have this, we need to have this conversation so uh, <laughs> i know yes, there's, let's there's, do that. there's not long to go but we can definitely have a chat i know we're going to see each other very soon so uh, and get to meet each other in person so yeah we'll, we'll have that chat and uh, see what we can come up with awesome brilliant so luke i'm kind of like sticking with uh with sweat fitness and uh, just changing the subject a little bit i saw um something on your website that really stood out to me that i wanted to to kind of ask you about and that was the the work that you do um, with the local council and kind of like I guess like it says child psychologists um, to assist like a pilot scheme that that's there to work with refugee ch refugee children like affected by trauma and stuff um, that's like completely unique and I've, I've never kind of seen that on on any business site before so so can you tell us a little bit about that and and kind of like the help you've you've been involved in yeah of course so it's been a couple of years um, now but I was a lead coach in a pilot scheme which looked at using exercise and fast feet, um, which was basically about the sound, the tapping of, you know, basically if I could just tap the table, that, that kind of tapping, that, that sound alongside um, techniques, including um, rapid eye movement therapy, I think it's called, um, for kids that were specifically um, affected by trauma, they were refugee kids, basically. Um, and yeah, it was a pilot scheme. Uh, we did a very small bit of work um, under uh, under the watchful eye of psychologists. Yeah. Um, and it was an absolute it was an absolute pleasure. Um, it was great. Um, yeah. Working with other trainers in the city um, to deliver that was was a real pleasure. And um, yeah, I feel like it's important to give up your time and and to do things like that when you're asked to i think it's um a privilege yeah. yeah that's that's really nice to hear and i completely completely abide by that kind of like that philosophy as well as giving you know if you're passionate about something yes it's good to to get paid for it or um or to, or to do it for your family or for your, for your own life but then to actually spend and invest some time in kind of giving back to the back to that same community then it kind of like feeds the passion both ways doesn't it it's it's, it's all good um yeah, absolutely i've also seen you you kind of volunteer some time to assist local schools like delivering pe and like sports days and i think like i saw dance classes and things like that which i think is great because honestly like like me myself i've been involved in uh junior park runs for for a number of years like uh, looking after the event over in bransbury park uh which i've now handed over to to, to different people to a different team um, and I've also kind of like, I'm, I'm a musician in my part, or like a little bit of part-time musician as well, like on the weekends. 
and I've gone into schools to like do like uh, demos for like musical instruments I play and stuff. And I just love the engagement you get with the kids. It's just brilliant because they're so curious on there and they ask such strange questions and stuff. Absolutely. And my daughter's approaching five years old and she wants to go to Park One that's opposite our house where we live because she sees it every single Sunday morning and she's like, what are they doing? I want to do that. So um, we we're meant to do it this Sunday gone, but she was staying at my mum's. Um, so yeah, oh, hopefully brilliant. this Sunday. But um, it's really interesting because a lot of our PT clients, especially when you trace um, their dislike or disdain for exercise you can find that it roots back to PE days at school yeah and yeah so I feel like just kind of making activity enjoyable from a young age is really really important and essential so going into schools delivering dance or and that's not me personally I cannot do that anymore yeah. um <laughs> you can rap but you can't dance <laughs> I, can rap, I can rap and yeah I used to fancy myself as a dancer but yeah um or going in and do like doing warm-ups and sports days and that kind of stuff it's you know you see the joy on the kids faces and it's just a nice it's very different to our kind of like day-to-day um life as a PT so yeah Makes love it. it yeah it's very very worthwhile doing but brilliant that's amazing stuff so luke listen we cut we've come to the tower race i know i know listeners are probably thinking come on i want to hear about this tower race what's going on but it's been great to chat to you about obviously the the fitness fitness festival as well and i'm i think you'll you'll get a load of visitors there from the running community as well so, uh, so that'd be good especially if we organize something for the podcast you know you never know let's see let's see how that goes but the tower run so um so i guess like thinking about the the event, I don't even know where to start. Really, it it's all the way from the very bottom step, all the way to the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and actually, we're the first to take it up to five hundred and sixty steps. Oh. So when yeah, so it used to be five hundred and thirty. We found an extra thirty steps to take it to the Sky Garden. So there's like an out outdoor view deck view deck three, which is the Sky Garden, and previously tower runners would just go up to view deck two. So we're really excited to take them the extra 30 steps for views for the elite runners so if you're if you're a keen tower runner or you can run a 5k in kind of like 20 minutes or so is basically our cutoff you're eligible to um, book the elite tower running that's just a logistical thing because the lift only goes up to view deck two we've got to walk everybody back from the sky garden before we get more runners in the stairwell so um wow. from the safety yeah so it's cool like, i'm so hyped and we um this is jumping the gun but i'm just excited as you can probably tell yeah. we've got runners from all across the uk all across europe and we've actually got the world's number one tower runner joining us from malaysia as well what that's insane you got you got <laughs> yeah. the world's best tower runner coming yeah yeah so if you fancy racing this is your event like how often do you get to race a world number one um so yeah we're really really excited and also like bring them tower running back to Portsmouth yeah the event list um so we're part of a world tower running tour and the tour involves Penang Vegas Paris Mexico Melbourne New York Chicago Shanghai so this is yeah, big we're hyped yeah this, this is, is big massive. wow yeah. Yeah, yeah come on runners it's... like if you're listening to this like if you're in Portsmouth, get there. This is going to be amazing. Like, yeah, uh, Luke, I've got, I've got to ask, entry fee. What, what's, what's the entry fee? So it is thirty pounds. We've got a twenty percent discount code, and we're going to add that into the show notes at the end, right? So we're going to do amazing. Pompey, yeah, we're going to do Pompey Runners, Pompey Runners. So twenty percent off. Um, use the discount code Pompey Runners, and you get twenty percent off your entrance fee. Thirty pound, which is pretty standard for tower runs across the UK. Um, they used to actually be in maybe like six or seven tower runs across the UK pre-COVID. Okay. Um, I think we're looking at two or three now. Um, five pound of every single ticket sold goes to the RNLI. We're officially partnered with RNLI um, and they'll be with us on the day. And we've got, I think, seven RNLI crew running the tower in full RNLI kit. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, I mean, like, if they can do it, you can yep. do it. Yep. Yeah, so there's no excuses, anybody, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're wearing your backpacks with your with your water bottles or whatever. If you, you yeah, if you if you can get if these those guys can get up, you can get up definitely, hundred percent. Um, exactly, Luke. I was I was going to really test your knowledge here. What do you like <laughs> with, the, with the history of stair climbing? Hit me. Okay. Do you know when the first known tower race was held? Nineteen oh five. Oh, 
dude on the <laughs> money on the money <laughs> and you know where it was eiffel tower oh and i tell you what listeners we, we didn't plan this luke you can vouch we didn't plan this <laughs> You, okay, just, hit me. <laughs> you've passed with flying colors. Okay, okay, here we go. I'm I, I'm going to carry on now because um this is like a who wants to be a millionaire for 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 the million goodness. pounds, Luke. Oh my goodness. Okay, we skipped from we skipped from one pound <laughs> to a million pounds. I like this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Can you do, do you know the year the UK had its first Tower London and where it was? Um, was it Vertical Rush? It that might that may have been the name of it, but do you know what year it was and where it, which which tower it was in? Um, vertical rush was, um, oh goodness. There's I'm no, life, like, you, you've got no life. No, I'm just, <laughs> ask a friend, can I ask a friend? Can I ask Daniel? <laughs> um, so was it, is it, is it tower 42, but I'd feel like I might've just made that tower up. No, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's vertical rush and I'm going to guess 1999. No. Oh, okay. No. Now listen, th- this is Wikipedia, right? I, I, so, okay. so, so a lot of my research is done on Wikipedia. It is, it is fallible. <laughs> it could be wrong. I read. I, so I got 1968 was the first time it came to the UK, and it was run. I don't know if this is right at the BT Tower in London, whatever it might have been called back then. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, was it called BT? Were, were BT around in 1968? I don't know. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, oh, right, it okay. must have been. Yeah, we looked at BT. So the power of the tower is aiming to be a national event. So we kind of want to like take this around the country. Um, so yeah, we're looking at other destinations as long as this one is a success. Um, but yeah, I did not know that the BT Tower had one that far back. Yeah. That's interesting. It might it might be erroneous, you never know. But anyway, <laughs> oh, we you leave with a thousand pounds, that's fine. <laughs> Some someone might have just broken in on the lunch break and then just added it to Wikipedia. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so listen, um, are like obviously you, you mentioned there's space constraints. Obviously, it's it's going up, it's going up a, a staircase. You've got to get people up. You've got to get people back down. How does how does it work with spectators? Do spectators just watch from the bottom going up, or, or how does that work? Yeah, so we um, we've got a donation um page. So if if people donate and email us we will try to accommodate people, but effectively we've got to manage the footfall through the tower. A lot of tower runners basically have a start gun and people run at the same time. We're not doing it that way. We're running, um, we're setting runners off at intervals. So we basically know how many people we can get up every 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then we'll have um, 10 minute kind of like um, periods where we kind of like just let the flow of traffic move. People are going to be taking photos, enjoying the views, et cetera. And then we'll go into the next wave. So we've got the elite wave starting first and then we've got the um, first general wave and then we've got the RNLI running in full kit. And then we've got the sunset wave, which is for me, like the run that I would be wanting to do to kind of like get up there. It starts at 2020. Um, and yeah, seeing that sunset over, over so long would just be amazing. So oh, um, brilliant. But yeah, that's basically how we're, we're doing it. It's just the safest and the easiest way to kind of like manage things logistically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're um, on that, like, definitely come down with friends and spectators and families. There's going to be like um, a warm up and some entertainment down at the bottom. And we are partnering with Wagamama. Um, so they'll be there giving kind of vouchers out and stuff like that. And we've got a few other kind of event partners, including Runner and um, Montezuma's as well. So, yeah, definitely come down and enjoy the party for sure. Nice, nice, brilliant. Do do people do people get a medal at the end of it? Is there is there anything that you kind of get to say that you've you've done the done the tower race? Um, so in terms of medals, interesting conversation about this over the last few days because um, so I wouldn't describe myself as a like an integral part of a running community by any stretch of imagination, um, and I know that there's a lot of conversation going on around medals at the moment and sustainability and whether it's worth it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So our kind of um, take on it is we, first and foremost, we want to deliver a, an exciting event that um, we can do again, essentially. So we want to raise a decent amount for the RNLI and we want to make sure that it's viable enough to come back. So once we hit a point of viability, we're going to look at medals. Okay. Um, Okay we've maybe had like three emails where people have said like, do I get a medal? And we're like, we've basically explained the situation 
as eloquently as that um and so yeah that's our main priority at the moment but yeah if we do do medals it will be sustainable and we're looking at other options as well so we do we do understand that people like medals people want tokens people want kind of like a reward at the end of it but but also the reward is the view the view and the experience and the accomplishment and the uniqueness of the event as well so i feel yeah. like there's probably a balance to be had yeah what absolutely. are your views then what are your views and what's oh. your my yeah, views my, yeah my views are um that being being part of a race no matter whether it's up a stair, a stair tower or a 5k like that is the medal like the experience of being there because if you think about it like how, like how many races even listeners will know this how many races have you been to where you've made you've made friends you like friends who you keep in contact with you've made really good friends they become part of your community they become part of your life you know down the line and all the experiences you have in a race are are worth more than the medal and it's nice to have a medal yeah sure like i've done a few events where you where you get medals where i I keep i keep the medal other than that they that you know they go in a box so um i know a lot of companies out there are doing wooden medals now so they're kind of getting getting wooden medals um burnt with with kind of labels on them and stuff but still you know it's it's the energy and and the cost that goes into that and you know there's ribbons and all sorts of stuff so it's almost like i guess like having a wooden medal and having a metal medal, it's, there's, like, there's like a little bit of like a fake economy going on there where you're just like, oh yeah, it's more yeah. sustainable, but th- there's still energy taken and co- and cost involved and transport and all sorts of stuff that goes into making those medals. So, so sure. I'm with you. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think the uniqueness of your event, um, any event really, is it you know taking part is is where it's all at. And I actually think sometimes it would be good instead of getting a medal at the end of a race to actually give something. You know, so so I was I was trying to organize a race this year, not a race, but a, a kind of like a very, very small event to do a marathon around um, a roundabout up at Farlington under the under the motorway bridge. Because um, <laughs> a, fr- a friend and I did it last year and um, <laughs> we were going to turn it into an event. And, and what I was going to do was the medal that you get at the end was like a, a little volunteering task that you have to do after the event, because I think you know as runners and and stuff we we get we get stuff we gain so much from taking part in an event that it would be nice to even after the event after that give something else as well so so yeah so i'm I'm with you basically is the short answer amazing no that's really cool really cool to hear i also kind of just feel like uh on on the sustainability piece is interesting you said about the energy but i also read that most of the wood is imported and isn't even kind of like from uk uh sources so yeah mm. that's interesting but but yeah. also if if your motivation is to receive this token medal at the end i feel like you're missing the point basically yeah. so yeah I, I i'm with you i think that's how we're gonna probably land but yeah it's yeah. it's one to consider for sure yeah it's it's um, crazy it's crazy i mean you th- if you think about it like there's nothing and then there's a medal like it it costs no matter what that medal is made out of it costs something it it there's energy that goes into making that thing, you know, as as it does when humans move from one place to another. You you can't do it without expending energy. So, it, to have nothing is 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 better, I think. And um, yeah, I think I think that works best. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, would you would you want to come back in year two and beat your time, or would you want a medal from year one? But hey, we couldn't come back because it wasn't viable. So, like at this stage, like spending three to six hundred pound on medals is just like at the back of our mind i would say yeah exactly exactly <laughs> now listen i'm going to be going back through my instagram post now and saying like oh yeah but i did post that middle monday <laughs> yes, I've, yeah I've, I've got about 20 bloody middle monday posts but but you know what it's just a box of junk in the end my kids are going to inherit it one day and then they're going to be like what the hell do we do with this it's going to go into, it's going to go in a garbage bin somewhere <laughs> yeah scary yeah exactly with all along with all my trainers oh no it's gonna be so many people just shaking their head and shouting at us right now but hey we're allowed our opinions (laughs) i've I've always had i've always had this thought luke like it's it's just a completely random thought like humans need to build like a gigantic catapult where they could just like bundle up like loads and loads and loads and loads of running trainers into like a gigantic like gargantuan ball and just like fire it straight towards the sun that'd be perfect and then, it, then, then that'd it's gone be cool. <laughs> hey i've got a question how many races have you done Do oh you know? gosh um I, th- I think i've nearly done 100 marathons but they've they've most of those have been just on my own um and i think i've done gosh probably like maybe 30 or 40 ultras i think how many medals do you reckon you've ever 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 got dude i moved today right and i took it i took a very small portion of my medals that i had available to me from the last two or three years 
and it was heavy. <laughs> There's quite a lot. So reason I ask, reason I ask is the spinning. The spinning tower would stretch twice around the Isle of Wight. Wow. How far would the medals that you've accumulated stretch, right? And then think about the energy and the material and all the rest of it. So not just you, but anybody listening. So, I, 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 yeah. It's... Exactly, exactly. Well, we've. I think we've banged on about medals. <laughs> it's good. You, you don't get, you're not going to get a medal, but you're going to get a great bloody experience. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Luke, yeah. How, how, do, how do people train for these things? I mean, how, how do you know any of these elites? And like, I mean, what are they? Are they runners? like naturally or do they spend more time in the gym training their legs for this type of stuff yeah so it's really interesting and really good question actually uh i i i've met tower runners that will be with us again um there's a big community of them in the uk and further field that are traveling doing these events and honestly um i think you know most elite athletes they get their level of fitness where they maintain right and they'll always work in the gym and they'll always do their core training and leg strength and all the rest of it. But primarily it's about specificity. So these guys are out on stairs practicing regularly. They're breaking into stairwells. They are competing <laughs> on, on a regular and they're climbing stairs. Um, on that note, don't they'll get me lift down because they're only interested in climbing up. Right. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about specificity and it's about, yeah, getting into the local tower block or the spinnaker tower or your closest tower and just practicing if you can. If yeah. you can't, get on get on a stair climber. Get on a stair climber or even get on a cross trainer, which is gonna have the same kind of motion, single leg strength, less impact. Um, and and also on that note, um people run and and I've seen people that started really quick and end really slow and pacing is so important. I actually feel like a fast hike can be quicker than a fast start, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Every Everyone listening will will relate to that, everyone. Yeah, it's good good advice. Yeah, and, and also Spinnaker is um, an interesting one, uh, I've been told, because <laughs> my... my my tower running experience doesn't go much further than spinning tower, but um, it's it's basically left turns for 530 or 560 steps, and it's five steps at a time, and then a oh, short. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm gonna it's, be sick. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of his tower runs are like longer. They'll be like 15, 20 steps, and then kind of like break, and then again, this is a five flat, five flat, five flat on repeat. Oh my so God. A, kind of like like that coordination and the agility and using the handrail and having that kind of technique is yeah. really important as well so yeah i'll be i'll be doing like a like a backwards turn occasionally just to break that motion <laughs> of like of like going going left all the time going left yeah <laughs> otherwise i need a sick, a sick bucket with me <laughs> brilliantly brilliant <laughs> listen we that's been brilliant honestly i am i'm so I, I literally want i want the sweatness the sweat festival to come this weekend and i want the tower festival to come after after that i'm just super excited for it i can't wait um can you just take us through through the dates again and the websites and, and how people will um uh, can enter yeah of course so first up we've got power up the tower which is friday the 28th of april from 7 p.m um at the Spin spinnaker tower portsmouth and then literally that weekend, so it's a bank holiday weekend, the Saturday, the 29th of April, and the Sunday, the 30th of April, at Gunworth Keys. It's the same location, basically, from 10 o'clock both days. We've got the Sweat Fitness Festival, which is free to attend. And we've got everything from aerial to Zumba to workshops to cold water immersion, um, aerial dance, Tai Chi, um, TRX workouts, hyper-ice recovery zone, which you might need if you've done that. Um, tower run so that's kind of like um heat and vibration technology um yeah we've got it all so yeah please do come along show your support even if it's just for just half an hour or so we'd love to see you down there at gunwolf keys awesome awesome two brilliant events there luke thank you so so much and uh how about yourself where can people kind of follow you on social media follow follow your your business address have you got like an instagram account strava accounts etc yeah, so um, I'm on Luke Sweats is my Instagram. So Luke Sweats, um, not my real name, obviously. And um, Sweat um, is Sweat underscore Southsea. 
okay. um, where you're going to about to reveal um, everything about our new yoga destination, um, which we're really excited about. Um, and then the fitness festival um, is fitness underscore festival. And power of the tower is at power of the tower. Um, so yeah, we're, we're everywhere. And you'll, and you'll find um, the links to um, our websites uh, via our Instagram accounts and social medias. Awesome. Luke, that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Honestly, uh, I think it's great what you're doing. I think it's fantastic what you're organizing and literally cannot wait to see it. And don't forget, listeners, you've got the 20% discount as well. That's really kind of you to do, Luke. So Pompey Runners, if you punch that into the to the discount code, but at the end, I assume uh, that yep. will uh, give, you a, give you a 20% discount. So thank you so much for that. That's really great. Um, now, Luke, at the end of my uh, interviews, I always ask some some uh, recovery run questions, just quick fire questions to find out a little bit more about, about yourself. So we're going to uh, shoot into some of those before we, we end off the interview. All ready? Yeah, 1905, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> well, yeah, you got the first one right already. <laughs> this is like another, uh, you call this like who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah? Um, okay, so what shoes are you currently running in? Innovates. Uh, I actually run in boots and I've got, I can't even remember the model number. That's really bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've always run in Innovates, always. Cool, brilliant. Um, if you could run up any man-made or non-man-made structure in the world, regardless of price, location or whatever, where would it be? Spinnaker Tower, obviously. Oh, what an answer. Is that is that real though, Luke? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you can go to Mount Everest if you want you. <laughs> Do you know what? I I I just I would love to I'd love to go to Petra. I'd love to um I'd actually love to run a New York marathon because I've never been to New York. So what a cool way to like first go to New York. I know that doesn't answer your question. Although the Empire State Building has a has a tower run and it's go. one of the most famous in the world. Um, but actually, I'm just looking forward to getting back to the Faroe Islands one day. If you've never been, it's unbelievable in terms of the terrain and the scenery and the wildness of it. So, yeah, in terms of the mountains and running, it's just got to be one of them. The best places i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and check that out after this because i've never i haven't heard of that that half marathon on the faroe island so I'll, i will have a look um, so I've, there's an ultra as well daniel so it's part of a running festival it's the same guys that run love trails um and ah, i don't know these guys okay. so it's not it's yeah it's not a plug i don't know them. so yeah they're, they're awesome they do a great job um organizing this amazing festival um it's it's everything cool. from a half to a full marathon to an ultra sounds good sounds good um favorite post run meal after a hard workout mm, partial to a lasagna actually oh good answer I like yeah, that. the boxes yeah lasagna is always good um have you got a song or, or or band that motivates you to kind of get out the door on a, on a cold or wet day like we've been experiencing here cold wet and windy recently um i want to give a bit of a wanky answer actually i try not to i try not to rely on music to motivate me to run okay, okay. because I actually feel like it's those days where your headphones die or whatever and then you really struggle because of it so I do listen to music when I run usually but I try not to like actually leave the door with it okay that's good good on uh, interesting answer that's really good I mean I don't listen to any music any at any point um I, I sometimes oh, listen wow. to podcasts uh, when I run but that's about it yeah, cool, mine's usually slow tempo. Actually, I I don't listen to like high tempo music when I run. I listen to slow tempo music when I run because oh, okay. I feel like if you listen to high, like I literally just want to enjoy the escapism and the scenery and the trails. And so, like, I want to get lost in that moment, and music can be a distraction. So, yeah, brilliant, lovely answer. Uh, okay, and then finally, I just give people a chance to to add anything else i want to add anything that you've that, that we've not spoken about or or anything you might want to add about the running community or the fitness community in portsmouth you are now's your chance um, or forever hold your peace oh, <laughs> oh goodness no i'm excited to bring tower running back to portsmouth i think it's a massive opportunity for anybody so you don't need to be into tower running you don't need to like want to win it it's a unique challenge it's a unique opportunity to fundraise or challenge yourself or do it with friends if you want to do it as part of a team just contact us and we'll kind of accommodate um dedicated waves um so yeah like we're always open to conversation about how we can improve the event as well so yeah please do reach out to me connect with me personally on instagram and yeah let's do this let's bring a fitness festival and kind of celebrate um being active and healthy 
more and let's do it in collaboration more and more that's what swap was built on and that's what we're definitely getting back to post-covid brilliant luke absolutely brilliant love the interview love chatting to you i'm, I'm excited now um yeah it's been a pleasure having you on the show and i think it's definitely going to spark a lot of interest um in this race because yeah i mean everything about it just sounds brilliant and unique and and i'm curious as well so um listeners come along even if you just come along to watch or you, you want to see it for next year come along if you want to enter, Luke's given all the details on the show. We'll try and include those in our show notes as well. It's not often that you're going to get to run up the, the Spinnaker Tower unless you break in, like Luke is not advised to do. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, thanks so much for your time uh, and hope everything goes well for you and look forward to meeting you soon. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye.